Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Kent Griswold with me. Kent is the founder of the Tiny House blog. He started blogging in 2007, and today he has one of the leading blogs about the Tiny House movement. If you never heard of the Tiny House movement, don't worry. It's new to me, too, but it's very interesting. I never heard of the Tiny House Movement until I watched a documentary on Netflix called Tiny, A Story About Living Small. Watching the documentary got me so interested in the Tiny Movement that I have reached out to some bloggers and entrepreneurs. I think this is a great topic because so many people are searching for the right niche when they want to start a business. I invited Kent on Success Harbor to share his story about how he got the idea for his blog. I think it will help you in your search for the right business niche. I'm very excited to have Kent on Success Harbor today. Welcome. Thank you for being here, Kent. Thank you for inviting me. The first time I heard about the tiny movement was when I saw the documentary on Netflix called Tiny, A Story About Living Small. How did you first find out about uh, the, the tiny movement yourself? I, I found it while researching cabins. Um, I always wanted a small cabin in the mountain, just a basic, simple cabin, and discovered Jay Schaefer from Tumbleweed Tiny House Company, and and it, it struck my interest. I, I I'd been bookmarking different builders for cabins on the internet. And when I discovered that, it just kind of struck a chord and I started doing more research. There was very little on the internet at the time. I think I found like four or five websites that were either specializing in tiny houses or doing something else. But and What year was that approximately? It was 2000. Seven early two thousand seven. Wow, four or five websites only yeah. uh, dealing with, and it, you know this is interesting because there are so many, and and I, the reason I really wanted you to come on Success Harbor because there are so many people struggling finding a niche for a blog or a business. And this is a perfect example. This is a whole movement that I have never even heard of before. So it's it's not like something that two or three people are interested. I don't have any statistics. You might have statistics. Uh, like, do you have an idea how many people in the United States live in tiny houses? I don't have exact numbers, but it, it's in the, it's probably, near a thousand or more now Mm -hmm. in the extreme Mm -hmm. tiny houses i mean and those are the ones that you can pull on a trailer Mm -hmm. you know 120 Mm -hmm. to 200 square feet or so and then then there's the next bump up i kind of break the tiny houses down into uh, a couple of groups there's the extreme which is around below 200 square feet and then there's a regular tiny house that's about 400 square four or 500 square feet and then you go up to a thousand square feet, and you get into small homes, which is more realistic for many people, but um, especially with children right, or, or right. Okay, sounds sounds really good. So so in um, 2007, you uh, you st- May of 2007, I, I believe you started a tiny house blog. What were your goals with with the blog at that? At that moment, well, initially I had discovered WordPress and blogging just a couple of months before, and thought, "Hey, this is a way I can share all all these bookmarks." I'd been gathering this information, and I had developed an interest in tiny houses, and I I bought 
the tiny house blog domain thinking, well, I can put it out there. The goal was just to share it, see what interest was out there. And initially I didn't really take it seriously. I mean, this was a hobby, a side thing. Um, But I did put, I did, I took this course. This was back when you had to set WordPress up all manually. It it would take Mm -hmm. an hour or so just to get it set up. And so I bought a course online on setting up WordPress and I learned about Google analytics and stuff. And I threw that on right away. So I decided, let's see what kind of traffic I get. And, and so I kind of watched it, but initially I didn't take it seriously until one day I looked and I had a hundred visitors and said, Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. I was, I was publishing about once a week, you know, very, erratically just on whim or whatever. And when I started seeing I was getting visitors, I thought I should take it more seriously. So I bumped it up to being more regular about three times a week or so. And then it continued to grow and I watched the numbers. And I also learned early on from this guy, I took the course about AdSense and it it had just come out also Mm -hmm. from Google. I thought, well, you know, I got people coming here. Well, might as well see if I can make a little money too. And and so, I, what point was that? I mean, how long were you well, blogging? Was it a matter it of weeks, almost, months, years? No, I I think I put it on almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the it took Google has a limit. They won't pay you till you reach a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, it took me three or four three or four months to reach that point. I mean, initially I was making 25, 50 cents a day, mm-hmm. you know, and then I'll, and how did you feel about making 25, 50 cents a day? It was exciting because, you know, I was just putting content out there as based initially the, with the blog, my goal was just sharing these different builders. I, um, the different types of structures I was interested in. And so, People were evidently interested in that, and then about a year or so into it, I I, I want to talk about I, I want to talk about that. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt, but I, I want well, to get back to the beginnings. <laughs> yeah, I just want to get back to the beginning. So, so let's say in the last few first few months, how did you decide what to blog about? Uh, how did you decide on the topics you wanted to write about? Um, well. It, it had to be something. Well, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm stumbling here. Um, it, because you know, I mean, this is also something that people struggle with. Should I should I blog about what interests me, or should I blog about what other people? Because when you start out, there is really don't yet have an audience, uh, right? You know, right. so it's it's you either have to assume things or you have to maybe research things. What are people searching for, and can I write something that's better than what's already out there? So, how did you make a decision on what you're going to blog about? Well, initially it was my passion for the cabins, and and I just ran with that. But what I learned as I got into the blog, and what I tell other people, I've coached a few other people starting blogs over the years. Um, is you you need to find something you're passionate about that you will stick with because tons of blogs are started every day and they run for one or two weeks or a mm-hmm. month at the most and people give up 
because they're not getting traffic or there's not mm-hmm. enough interest where they're probably usually when they quit, they're just on the verge to starting to build an audience. But you've got to have something you're truly passionate about that you will continue to write about. And and mm-hmm. um and it's gotta be something that there will continue to be um things to write about. The neat thing about the tiny house movement and the thing I like is it covers such a big area. You're not limited to just RVs or you know, there's tiny floating homes, there's straw bale, there's there's all these different types of structures. And so that's kind of what I focused. I like the variety and yet they could all be tiny and so it was easy to find things initially. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. companies started contacting me that I may not have known about or discovered out on the Internet. And so I'd, set, I'd write a little something about them. and Kind of a review about their products? It or? a review showing their structures. Um, that first year or two was basically showing these different types of structures. So how did you feel when somebody just reached out to you because they found your blog and and they had a company? How did that make you feel? It made you it, it makes you feel really neat that oh, you know, people want to hear what I've got to say. Um it gives you a, you're all of a sudden you become an expert. Mhm. Um it's kind of a validation. Yes, a, a definite validation. So, so do you remember maybe the first popular post? Because I'm sure there was some kind of a, a a bump at some point when you know you were writing, and then maybe something kind of hit a nerve with an audience, or or something that got better results or better response than than others. Do you remember remember the first post like that? Um. It's actually when I started shifting gears, it was sharing somebody's story. Um, People would say, oh, I'm building a house. And they'd send me pictures and and tell me a little bit about it. And I would try to write it. But that's when I realized people were interested in other people's stories. And um, that's also when I... kind of shifted gears because people started sending me their stories. People were actually starting to build these houses out there. And so people responded to those stories uh, better than, let's say, if you would just write about you know, the technical aspects of, of how you would build a tiny house or how you would do A, a B, or C? Yes. Um, That's interesting because, you know, when I watch this documentary and, and – you you know which documentary I'm yes, talking about. I think you're in it. I'm in you're in it, briefly, right? Yes. Yeah, because I I I remember the, uh, the blog, the tiny house blog, and so so it was it was the story about this this couple that actually went through building this. And you would think that you know this tiny house, you just you know it's really simple, but it's it's you're building a house, and it was a story. And I think that's why I found it so interesting, and I think other people find it so interesting. So. It makes sense to me that when you started sharing actually actual stories of people that go through this experience, that it would have a real effect on other people. Yes. 
that had an effect. And then I had one of my readers who stepped in and helped me with some technical things. I wasn't indexing keywords and, and my photos and things like that. And he let me know about that end. So that helped from the, the technical standpoint. Google started grabbing onto my um, site, which increased the people who were seeing it. And so it started reaching a broader audience and continued to grow that way. So um, let's talk about some of the challenges with the Tiny House blog. I mean, do, what were some of the challenges try, trying to just, you know, start uh, maybe the first one year of, of blogging? Um, learning to consistently blog, that, that I discovered is the key. And because your readers will start looking for you at a regular time. So if you're publishing three days a week, stick with Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or, or whatever, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, or whatever, but be consistent and publish at the same time because then your readers will know you're there. Um, some of the challenges came as, as I started to grow and there again, it's the technical end. You'll find you can start out with a a cheap hosting service, but as you start to grow, they they won't handle the traffic, and so it's learning to switch to a different hosting service without losing all your data. Um, those Did it ever don't. happen to you that your server crashed? Yes. Yeah. Actually, it happened. Um, once while I was on vacation, which was really bad, um, or could have been, I was down for a day. And you lost some of your data as well, well or was it the site offline? I didn't lose the data. I just lost the traffic and the income that I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, we weren't, I just wasn't checking on the Internet because I was on vacation. And mm -hmm. and so I discovered the next day, oh, I'd been down all the previous day, and I was able to step in and get it fixed. But you lose the income. Mm -hmm. um, so there were some challenges with, with uh, consistent posting, some challenges with the technology uh, to make sure that you use the right hosting company and uh, – uh, something that's more reliable. Yes, sounds good. Because uh, you know, um, people are, a lot of times just look for free or almost free, and it can cost you so much more money. Um, yes, and and I see so many examples of that. One other thing people tend to do is they'll look for the free, like they'll join WordPress or Google's free blogging platform. And then it's harder to transfer out of those to where you're independent. It's actually better to take the time and effort to buy a domain to start using WordPress. Now you can load WordPress up on almost any hosting service. It takes about 30 seconds to set up. And, um, and it's better to put out that money initially. One thing, one thing I failed in when I started was – getting a an email list set up where people would subscribe i didn't actually do that till about the third year into the 
because that's a way to bring repeat visitors back. And that's what I've been doing the last couple of years is I send out an email every day letting people know of the latest blog post. And then social media has come in in the last few years. And those are more of the challenges now is just trying to be everywhere. Yeah, I mean, email is so important. Even even today, with, with all the social media and everything, I mean, I hear it basically from everybody that is successful. Is is the biggest value is is email because that's the you you will be able to sell most mo, the most effectively. Uh, and you know, it just there's no substitute for building your own list. Right. I mean, some people out there say email's dead, but it, it's it's not. Um, and the neat thing about email is you can develop a relationship with your readers and they come to expect things or, or they look for your email or they choose not to join. But but you get the people who really want to know will stick mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. So how long did it take you to get traction with your blog? You mentioned earlier uh, Google Analytics. Uh, have you been looking at that early on, and and at what point did you think that you know, wow, there there is something here. There are people that are interested in my blog. Um, well, I discovered that about a month in that there were interest, and then I had AdSense on there, and you know, I was in a a job that wasn't a fit. Um. And I, and I got cut back to half time. And so once I saw that the blog was generating income, I set this goal for myself. I, I mean, I was, I got cut back. I was only taking home about a thousand a month. So I thought, mm-hmm. wow, if I can get the blog up to where I'm making a thousand a month, I can walk away from this job that I Hey, you hate. And how long? How long did it take you to get there? It from me, 2007. It took me a year to get to that point. So, like by the summer of 2008, you were able to walk away from the job you hated. Yes, it it was actually maybe it was a year and a half. Well, let's see. It started in May. No, it was about a year because I mm-hmm. walked away in March. So it was actually a little less than a year. Um, so at that point when you walked away, so you were making, uh, about the same money as you made in a part-time job. How many visitors did you have at that point? Approximately. Do you remember? It was, I'm, I'm kind of, it was a couple thousand a day. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of thousand, yeah. and uh, and you still haven't been collecting emails, which no. which didn't start until about three years into the process. So so basically, your income at that point was from uh, AdSense, or were you making money other ways no. at, as well? Well, I'm trying to remember when I first picked up my first affiliate program. That's where you sell other people's products and you get a percentage, and I. I may have started in that first year. Let's see. Yes, I I was selling one or two books, mainly through Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, I signed up with them early on. And then I convinced Tumbleweed, Jay Schaefer, kind of the head of the modern tiny house movement. He had a book and plans, but it took me over a year to get them to get an affiliate program set up. 
mm-hmm. but I was mm-hmm. sending people to their site and stuff. And but affiliate income has always been a a small percentage. Advertising mm-hmm. income is the bulk of the blog's income. Okay. Um, so 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 if I understand, you stopped AdSense at some point. No, I never stopped AdSense. I, so you have AdSense. I still use AdSense. It's still my biggest. Um, earner other than two years ago I started the tiny house magazine which is an e-magazine mm-hmm. and it 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 became immediately successful because I had a following on the blog okay um, okay and now it's about a third of my income third to half um, so so you started with AdSense, then you uh, added to that affiliate programs, and then uh, you added advertising to to that as well? I added two or three other similar, similar to AdSense, but different types of advertising companies that would approach me, as mm-hmm. long as it didn't go against Google AdSense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my... My biggest thing was multiple streams of income. I didn't want to be dependent on one, and so I tried to get as many. I, I, I'd, even early on, I had twenty or thirty different income streams. Some oh, would wow. be bringing in a few dollars, and others would be bringing considerably more. I mean, AdSense has always been the number one income. Can you give us an idea of approximately how much money your blog makes uh, today? It, it's six figures. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Low, but so so you have come a long ways yes. from yes. Make, trying to make up for a thousand dollar part time job income. Yeah, uh, doing something that you love doing. Right. Once I left my day job, the part time day job. It, and started focusing on the blog full time. In in one year's time, I moved it to what I considered was a full time income. I went from around one thousand a month to around three in, in mm-hmm. a year's time. And part of that was um, just the natural growth of the blog. Once you reach a certain stage, it seems to um, take off. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's getting that content out there. That so how did your attitude change, or how did, did did anything change at the point when you quit your part time job? Um, did you how much more time were you able to put into it, and how much more effort were you able to put into your blog? Well, I was able to put all my time into it. I mean, it's in a way working on the internet it's it's totally different than a day job i you know where you're working for somebody else you and some days you you may spend you know 12 or 15 hours doing things other days you might spend one or two um so it it's really i mean if you were to compare time actual time on the blog it's more of a part time Mm-hmm. thing even when it becomes successful i'm always i spend a lot of time 
looking for opportunities, looking for ways I can improve the blog. That's how I started the Tiny House magazine. I was. I You're looking for opportunities to make money uh, well, as well, or or. Yeah, I mean, it's but yes, looking for what I mean. There's, well, make money as well as marketing, how to expand your blog, how to reach more, learning SEO, learning mm -hmm. um, marketing. Um, so I will, if I see a program out there, you get on these other entrepreneurs' email lists, I will go out and buy a program and say, okay, this is cool. I An example is recently I bought one up on marketing on Instagram. And so I, I learned some techniques and and my Instagram is really taking off. And yet um, another one is Pinterest. Um, Facebook changes so much that they, for a couple of years, they drove almost as much traffic as Google did to my site. But then they've changed the way the whole system works there with your page that they've dropped way down. They're just a few percentage now because they don't allow people to see your posts mm -hmm. on your mm -hmm. page. Where Pinterest has really taken off, it's replaced Facebook. And yet, I would imagine that Pinterest would be great. There, other than post a few pictures every now and then, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so you kind of have to be aware of the other aspects out there that can be driving you traffic. Work. And just keep up with what works and test different things. Right, right. So I so, spend a lot of time doing things like that. And then I'm also developing business relationships with – I'm not a designer or a builder, and so I'll find somebody who's got plans. and so They don't know anything about affiliate marketing. I say, hey, you've got some neat plans here. Let's. I have a site where people come to see those for a percentage. Let's – I will market your plans, and and you will make money too. And so I've done a lot of those type of deals along the way, and and it ends up helping both people. So how do you find these people? Do you go to maybe trade shows, or do you just search online, or well, is it networking? It's usually online, or they will approach me and say, hey, I'm building this house. I've got these plans, and and – so usually it's them approaching me. Now, since the tiny house movement has really taken off, I can't keep up with all that's going on. Um, so I've got – I'm a member of more affiliate programs than I really market because it, keeping up with everything. And, and then you have to kind of decide which battles to go after and which is going to make you the most in the long run. So you mentioned um, you mentioned uh, uh, marketing. Uh, let's talk about what what are the most effective ways to market uh, the tiny house blog today. You mentioned Instagram. You mentioned Pinterest. Uh, it's social, uh, are there social media is oh, the way social media and mobile social media. Um, I look at the traffic I get from Facebook. Most of it's mobile traffic. Um, so this past year, I've made um, sure my site is mobile ready. In the past, it wasn't. I didn't have a theme. And you'd get on the site with a phone, and you can't read it. 
Mm-hmm. And so, so it's responsive now. So you've got to have responsive. Um, that is super important. Um, staying up with the different social medias. Like I said, Facebook has really dropped down where they were a huge driver there for a while. But other ones have kind of picked up the slack. So you've got to be aware of what's working and what's not. And that's where your Google Analytics come in because you can keep track of where your traffic's coming from. Um, it's important to know those things. You you can't just throw something out there and hope it'll happen. You've got to make a game plan of sorts. So, I mean, so far it sounds like everything went well, um, but I'm sure there were some mistakes along the way. I mean, one of them you mentioned, which was the email that you didn't actually start uh, until about three years into uh, your blog. Uh, is there maybe another mistake that could be a good uh, learning experience for our audience that you could mention or bring up? Uh, yes. Keyword, I mean, SEO or search engine optimization is still important. So it is important that you tag your photos, you know, let people know what they are, put keywords on your, um, on your blog posts. So they will be picked up by Google and Yahoo and Bing. And, um, that was a mistake I made early on. And once I fixed it, it was like day and night. I mean, almost overnight, my traffic quadrupled. And um, just by wow. making those changes, and yes, I went back in. At that point, I only had, you know, maybe 100 posts or something. But I went back through each individual post and corrected that problem. Where if you start out doing it, make it a habit, um, you won't have to do that. I mean, now I'd hate to go back and touch every post because there's thousands of them. Yeah, um, you've, been, you've been very prolific. Yeah. How much traffic do you get today approximately per month? I'm getting about half a million um, page views a month. That is very respectable, yeah. very respectable. So I have a few more questions. Uh, I'm, I know we're almost at a 30-minute mark. Uh, is it okay? Uh, do sure. you have time for a couple of more questions? Sure. Um Let's talk about, I'm sure there are people that come to you that are bloggers or want to succeed as a blogger and they have questions. You mentioned you mentored a few. What do you think is the biggest time waster for, 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 for bloggers? A lot of time it's just not making, you need to get it out there and it's taking that step and it may not be perfect. I have a perfect example. When I started my blog, my I had a coworker, his name was Rick, and he was going to start one too. He had a, a niche he wanted to go to. Well, I'm going to be eight years in May, and Rick still hasn't started his blog. <laughs> um, he is such a perfectionist. He keeps looking for things. So the biggest thing you need to do is put it out there. It doesn't matter if it's ugly. My first the first year or so I went through three or four different changes of the theme, just making it look better and, and making improvements. It's a learn as you go experience and, and it is, it will never stay the same. So the most important thing is to make it happen, step forward and start doing it. And then the next most important thing is the consistency thing. And that's 
whether you post once a month or once a week or several times a week, pick a day or, or pick a specific time and always publish at that time. And WordPress makes it really easy. I mean, if you publish once a week, you could sit down and write four posts in one day and schedule the posts to go once a week um, and then do it again next week if you're starting very part-time. But, but that consistency is so important because that will make people look for you. And the neat thing about a blog, too, is you'll find some people like you and some people don't like you because they just don't connect with you. Well, they'll go on and find someone else who they connect with. But there's so many people out there on the Internet, it really doesn't matter because the ones who will like you will come to you over time. Um, the other biggest thing is sticking with it and making sure you have a niche or and passion to stick with it because I've, I've helped a couple of people who will start and I've emphasized this point and they'll reach a point where, okay, it's either not making the income they were wanting and so they quit. And mm -hmm. so you've, got to stick with it if you want to make it work. Blogging is not an easy way to make money. It is a way to make money, but it's not necessarily easy. So how much time do you think somebody needs to be ready to spend? I mean, uh, because like, and I know this too, and uh, you know, if people start and they quit within a, a few weeks or a few months, is it one to two years or is it, I mean, how long do you think somebody should be prepared to spend to make their blog a success? I, you need to stick with it at least a year and two would be better um, mm -hmm. because you won't – some things will take longer than others. I I helped one friend who's – he's still blogging. It still hasn't really taken off the way he wanted it to, but he does have a definite following. And um, But he's stuck with it, and I think it will eventually take off, but – but there's there's no guarantees, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, uh, uh, let's. I have uh, one more question. Uh, are there maybe one or two tools that are very important to you uh, that help you succeed? And I mean, obviously, you mentioned WordPress. Uh, and you mentioned the different uh, social networks and platforms, but maybe are there any other tools, a uh, couple that you could mention that has been v really instrumental in your success? Um, well, one thing I discovered early on is photos are important, and getting them once once your site's built up, they can eat up a lot of your space and your bandwidth. So I had. I have a graphics background. I, I jumped into Photoshop, but that one's hard to learn. There's a lot of easier paint programs out there, but, but it's important that your site loads up quickly. So you really need a tool that you can reduce the files to the exact width you need on your site so they load up quickly. Um, that's an important tool. I just had a – let's see – had another one on my mind and it just left me. Um, <laughs> That's all right. Maybe oh, oh, maybe you other, can. Okay. The other is the writing ability. I did. I never considered myself a writer, 
because in college and all, I always did poorly in English and history because they wanted you to write pages and pages and pages. I, I write short and to the point. Well, I discovered that's what people like on the Internet. They don't want to read pages and pages. So my writing between one and seven or eight paragraphs, usually it was between one and four paragraphs, and then having pictures that explained it, I think is what made my blog successful early on. So so being able, that's a tool, not a technical tool, but it's a, a tool that you can use for your, your writing in a blog. It's fine to write short, just make sure you get the main points across. And then having pictures that show it. I mean, we've seen Pinterest take off like crazy and it's become a real business tool and it's all photos. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, whenever I have, I, I now with my blog have several people who write for me on a consistent basis. And I emphasize I've got to have photos to follow along with my theme. And, and that's very important. Well, uh, Kent, I, I want to thank you for coming on Success Harbor today to share the story of the Tiny House blog. And, uh, and I hope our audience got a really good insight into, you know, there are so many niches out there you're not even thinking of. So keep looking, and uh, if you stick with it, as you did, uh, you, can, you can succeed. How can people find out more about you or find out uh, about the Tiny House movement and, uh, and your blog? Okay. Best place is go to tinyhouseblog.com and just look over the blog. If you have questions, my email, you can contact me. There's a contact form on there. Um, I'm willing to coach you. I'd basically, I mean, to a certain degree, I'd basically tell you these same, a lot of these same things we've talked about here on the interview. I'm, will give you a few guidelines, but I'm not I'm not someone who will mentor people, but because <laughs> um, my time is better spent doing different things on the blog. But but feel free to contact me there. Also the Tiny House magazine has become very popular and it's tinyhousemagazine.co um, not dot com but dot co and you can see what I'm doing there. Sounds good. So everybody, check out tinyhousemagazine.co or tinyhouseblog.com. And again, Kent, thank you very much, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.